Welcome to the Vineyard Northridge Weekly Sermon Podcast. We hope you enjoy this message by Dennis Kozloff. For more information about our church, visit our website at vineyardnorthridge.org or find us on social media at Vineyard Northridge. You ready? Good morning, church! Yes, thank you. Oh, yeah, good. Somebody had a Red Bull this morning or something. <laughs> okay, all right. I have a big theological topic to tackle now, and I don't have much time, so I need a miracle. In a short time, I need to tackle this big theological concept from the Bible, but it's not just theology. It's very important, actually. It's, it's something that a lot of things practically in your life as a Christian hinges upon. We're doing a series, uh, putting Jesus on display. You and I, we understand in theory that that's our calling actually. That's how people come to know God. Like one time I preached here and I started asking people like, who told you about Jesus? And the guy said, oh, the name, the guy named John. Who told you? My brother. Who told you? Some weird guy on the street. Somebody has told you, somebody has shown you, somebody has, has brought you, somebody has ushered you into the reality of God's presence in Jesus. Somebody has done it. And that's <clears throat> your calling, that's my calling. So last week I listened to a lot of things and uh, read a lot of books related to the topic. And I listened to one professor. He, he teaches New Testament to seminary students, those guys who want to become pastors and ministers. And he was in the beginning of his class on the New Testament. And he had a class of about 40 people, 40 students. And he gave them all index cards, small index cards, standard Oxford index cards, and each one. And he said, would you please write down two or three words on this card that I gave you that would capture the essence of all the Jesus' teachings and preaching. Like based on your knowledge and reading of the four Gospels, Jesus taught about a lot of things, but I want you to take this card and write two or three words or maybe a short phrase that would capture the essence that runs like a golden thread through all the teachings of Christ. Only three students out of 40 wrote the right answer. Now, what would you write if I give you that card today? I won't torture you. <laughs> the, the, right, the right answer is the kingdom of God. That's the number one topic that Jesus... I mean, they had all kinds of versions. Love, God the Father, abiding in the vine. All those things are there, but the primary topic that Jesus has dedicated the most of the time and effort was the kingdom of God and that's the that's the subject of my uh, uh, message today and that's this theological big big subject that I need to tackle somehow and I, I'm totally intent to do that with you today and I want you to leave this place today with a clear understanding of what the kingdom of God is and what does it mean for you in your life all right so what is this concept of the kingdom of God? It is a theological concept that developed in the bosom of the nation of Israel. It has been developing over centuries and was fully ripened by the time when Jesus arrived on the scene. 
What was this concept of the kingdom? Let me tell you first that it's very opposite to what a lot of people believe today. It's the opposite <clears throat> of what popular Eastern philosophies believe. And it's opposite to a lot of Christian school thoughts. You know, a lot of popular Eastern th philosophies, they believe like, oh, you, you, you know, you suffer because you don't accept this world the way it is. You just need to look at the beautiful things, see the beauty in everything, and accept it. Just accept it. And there are Calvinists, our brothers and sisters, who say it's all God's will. No matter what happens, no matter what happens, you can't subtract from that and you can't add to that. It's a beauty of God's will. The very premises of the biblical teaching of the kingdom of God is actually a refusal to accept the reality the way it is. Do you hear me? The very premises is actually an acknowledgement that this reality is seriously void of God's presence. <laughs> I'm getting hard on you today. It's not going to fly just, oh, it is what it is. No, no. Those Old Testament Jewish sages, they acknowledge the presence of evil in this world and that it is not of God. And it actually contradicts God's good nature, God's goodness. It actually violation of who God is. That's why it's called ungodly. There are ungodly things in this world. You know, there are little kids that are being violated in this world. There are innocent people, honest innocent people who are taking advantage of in this world. And this is not of God. We will not accept that. It's evil. It's not of God. It's not in line with God. It's not in accordance with God's will. That's the premises of the teaching of the kingdom of God. In, in fact, they introduced a synonymous expression for the kingdom of God. It's used in the New Testament interchangeably, the kingdom of heaven. And there is an interesting aspect of the language there. The kingdom of heaven in Jewish, it's malchut uh, hashamayim. Uh, sorry for my Hebrew. Those of you who speak it fluently, those normal people, I don't know. <laughs> so, but l listen to that. There's interesting detail in there. Hashemaim. Shemaim is heaven in plural. Heaven. So the kingdom of God, they started calling it the kingdom of heaven. You know what it means? The word heaven literally comes from the root sham, which means over there. In Hebrew language, to say here is zepo, right here, where I am. So the king, Zepo, and Sham is there. So the kingdom of God is the Hashemayim. It's, it's the kingdom where I'm not. Where the will of God is fully realized is the place where I'm not. Does it make sense? It's over there. It's far. It's separated from the reality where I dwell, where I live. So <clears throat> that's the bad news. The evil is real. And the evil is in this world, is present because God's will is not fully realized. God's kingdom is not fully realized in this place. That's a bad news, but there's a good news there too. The good news they learned from their own history that God is not indifferent and aloof up there in the heavenly realms. 
in pivotal moments of history, he actually intervenes. He comes down and he intervenes and he does it in power. You know, the biggest event of their history is uh, Exodus. Have you read the book of Exodus, those of you? This is a powerful, powerful intervention of God. He's not aloof. He cares. He intervenes on behalf of his people. And the whole history of the nation of Israel actually is a series of those interventions. Based on that, they developed a concept that one day there's going to be final, ultimate intervention. <clears throat> when all the evil will be eradicated. All the evil things and all the evil people and the will of God will be fully realized. And they called it the kingdom of God that is to come. The day will come when the kingdom that is over there will become the kingdom that is over here. By the time Jesus came, these expectations... These anticipations have reached the highest point. The air was electrified. Every prominent public figure that would appear in Israel would immediately raise a question, is that the one? Is that the Messiah? By the way, uh, sorry, I, I did mention that along with this concept of the kingdom of God coming as a powerful intervention of God, there was a key figure that was to come, Messiah. The descendant of David who would come and who would sit on David's throne and God will through this person God will inaugurate this final ultimate intervention this 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 establishment of the eternal kingdom Jewish nation they believed will be cleansed and raised as the nation of royal priests to the rest of the world and the rest of the world all the nations will be blessed through Jewish nation coming to know the one and true God so when Jesus comes, the, the air is electrified. People are waiting. And when Jesus comes, everybody is asking, is it the one? And he begins to preach. Let me read the first passage for today. Mark 1, 14, 15. And after John was arrested, John the Baptist that is, Jesus came into Galilee proclaiming the gospel of God. In other uh, in, other, uh, in other Gospels, in other parts of the New Testament, says he was preaching, he was announcing the gospel of the kingdom. And he says following, that's what encapsulates his preaching. He says, the time is fulfilled and the kingdom of God is at hand. Can you believe what happened when he said that? You know, they were full of anticipation. Every prominent figure was raised there like, ah, is it him? And he says, yes. The time is fulfilled. This is me. The time has fulfilled. The kingdom of God has come near as other translations render it. So people go, wow, is it really him? They begin to watch him closely. And he began his public ministry. And his public ministry was twofolded. He would teach and preach and instruct about the kingdom of God. And then he would show things he would demonstrate the power of the kingdom that used to be over there but now it break, it's breaking in over here how did he do that he would heal the sick he would cast out the demons he would cleanse up lepers he would raise up dead people he would reverse 
the evil and dark operations in this world in people's life in a tangible way in a very tangible way and people started believing more and more that he must be he must it must be him finally there was a miracle that he performed he multiplied two pieces of bread like two fishes and a couple of pieces of bread and he fed 5,000 people people were so impressed that they actually said enough with waiting let's just grab him and make him the king over Israel because we want to expedite this process we believe it's him so he's taking too long let's just force him into that and he declined and he departed and he went away but then they began to have mixed feelings about him because he kept putting it to the back burner I mean he started well but they were when 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 will he finally start the program of reversal the universal evil into goodness by throwing off those Romans and doing all of this and he wouldn't do that then he went to Jerusalem they thought maybe finally but instead he let himself being arrested humiliated tortured put on the cross and he finally died that was a crush of all the messianic hopes that people put in him they could not accept different understanding of the kingdom they already had a preconceived understanding of the kingdom and he was moving in line with those for a while and they were happy and then all of a sudden he started doing something off the script and they got frustrated with him the only people who have been able to follow him to the end were the ones that said he has the words of life he's the messiah i trust it makes no sense what he's doing but i trust that he knows what he's doing so i'm willing to put aside my theology to put aside my expectations to put aside my understandings and I'm gonna follow him and if it if it means death I'm gonna die it makes no sense but he knows what he's doing John the Baptist is a great example of people going through this dynamic of you know being totally confident that this is the Messiah on one and one moment and then coming to time when he begins to question it and doubt it uh, let me find this place Luke chapter 7 and John the Baptist he called two of his disciples to him and he sent them to the Lord saying that's John the Baptist the guy who announced Jesus as the Messiah when John the Baptist came he came into the middle of those messianic expectations and people thought he must be the Messiah and he said I am not him but I am here to announce that he is coming right now be ready right this is the John and he said God gave me specific signs to see and when I see these signs I know to announce that this is him and he saw the sign and he said this is him this is the Messiah this very same John is now scratching his head and saying was it a big mistake he's doubting so he sent two of his disciples to him and said are you the one who's to come ask Jesus ask him or shall we look for another one can you see there's nothing left from the John that was at Jordan and then the man 
had come to him to Jesus and said hey John the Baptist has sent us to you saying are you the one who is to come or shall we look for another in that hour Jesus healed many people of diseases and plagues and evil spirits and on many who were blind he bestowed sight he did it in front of them and he answered them go and tell John what you have seen and what you have heard the blind receive their sight the lame walk lepers are cleansed and deaf hear and the dead are raised up the poor have good news preached to them and blessed is the one who is not offended by me blessed is the one who doesn't doubt that I am the one that's already a good message by the way you can leave by now you blessed are you when you overcome your doubts and put your full trust in him but that's not the end of the story so what happens here John is full of doubts now he is he's questioning Jesus messianic uh, claims and he's wondering whether it was all big mistake because he ended up in prison he's a righteous man taken captive by evil man and put into jail that's not the kingdom of God doesn't sound like the kingdom of God was that a big mistake and Jesus answers look you guys you've seen what happened today go and report that you have witnessed the reversal of evil you have witnessed it you have seen blind see you've seen lame walk you've seen lepers being clean you've seen it all so in other words signs and wonders by the way the miracles of Jesus are often called signs you know what the sign is it's something that points to something else so signs and wonders authenticate the coming of the presence of the kingdom it's our heritage they're not only for those people who are in need so when a when a lame person begins to walk it's wonderful for him but it's wonderful for you and me when 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 somebody is depressed because he's afflicted by demonic oppression and the demons are cast out and his life changes over and he becomes a happy fully functional person it's wonderful for him but it's wonderful for you and me because we see the reality of the kingdom of God coming in power breaking in it's a big theological concept but it's super practical <laughs> So they show us something of the reality of the kingdom. We can actually, it's not all by faith people, it's a good news. I know it's all by faith, but it's not all by faith. When a miracle happens, you can see it. You can experience it. You can witness it. You can go and tell, hey, that's what happened. Last night we were worshiping here. Eight people got healed. Seven people got healed. Without even praying for healing first. One lady got healed first, Linda got healed and she testified somebody else got healed. Things happen. What is this? Gum. This is my, this is my prop for today's message. I, I'm, I'm, I was raised, I was born and raised in the Soviet Union. There was such a country back then. <clears throat> I was a little boy, six years old. And I only heard about America by looking at bad programs on TV, how horrible America is. And I was a rebellious little dude. 
if they scold it, I want it. It must be good if they say it's bad. So I, I, I obtained a little uh, quarter, real American quarter. It was my treasure. It looked so different. It looked so cool. There was a big eagle there and a dude with a wig on. Oh, it was a piece of another world. But one day, somebody gave me a little package that looked otherworldly. Nothing like that was produced in the Soviet Union. It was so colorful and bright and shiny. It was some kind of a chewing gum. It was, I opened it, it was pink. There were big chunks like little, uh, uh, like uh, pillows. And inside there was some liquid. And I put it in my mouth and I started chewing it. What was the taste? I had no clue. I've never experienced anything like that. Years passed by till I found that it probably was cinnamon. <laughs> I, I like, there was nothing like that in the Soviet Union. It, it, nothing that looked like that and nothing that tastes like that. That was my encounter with America. When I was six years old, I knew there was a kingdom out there far, far away. I heard about it. Now I tasted it. It was awesome. What I'm saying to you. Those miracles, those signs and wonders, they're breaking in onto the powers of the kingdom that is to come into this reality. And you can taste it. You can experience it. It can be a palatable, tangible experience of a Christian. Not only for you, but for somebody else through you. Do you understand? So there is a, there's a complicated, when you begin to study the books about the kingdom, you will come to this phrase that sounds a little bit like uh, schizophrenic but they couldn't find a better phrase to describe the reality of the kingdom they say the kingdom of God if you study Jesus's teaching about the kingdom of God if you study Apostle Paul's teaching about the kingdom of God you will find that he he spoke of the kingdom as something that has already come but not fully yet come it's already now but not yet but it's already now, but not quite fully yet. But really, really now. But not fully yet. Like, but now it is now. Is it now? Is it not fully yet? Yeah, but it is now. You see, I'm, I'm not teasing you. I'm trying to drive it into you so that you you could walk in full expectation of God's interventions on the regular basis. When you pray, when you open your mouth, Jesus' ministry was twofold. He would open his mouth and he, was, he would communicate the gospel of the kingdom. And then he would stretch out his hand and declare things and angels would begin to move re reality around. You and I, that's the model for us as a ministry. You and I to learn to prepare yourself to open your mouth when God gives you those moments with other people. And speak the words of life into the life of that person. And then fully expect an intervention of God to reverse the evil forces in this person's life. Sickness, diseases, uh, any kind of demonic oppression anything just expect it anticipate it we we use the book by the author what's his name uh, Brian Bland yeah and he says 
he he got into this habit of praying for people expecting miracles to happen uh, about 20 30 years ago and he said until today every time something happens i'm shocked every time something doesn't happen i'm shocked that's 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 for me a picture of the one who learned to live intention i love this word intentionally so i want to change the spelling of the word intentionally to live as a christian intentionally means to live intention between these two realms it's already now not fully yet one day it will be fully yet but it's already now jesus has redefined the kingdom the kingdom is the reversal because god's intervention it, it is the reversal of the evil forces in operation in person's life through him it's it's even easier for us to preach the gospel today because for us it's not just the gospel of the kingdom it's the gospel of grace we preach Jesus as the king who has come and who has accomplished everything he has died he shed his blood your sins are forgiven today you can preach to people the forgiveness of sins that God has nothing against them anymore God is ready to embrace them he has reconciled himself with them through Christ Jesus all right I'm finishing don't worry yeah I'm doing good time wise so I in in my life I experience those miracles on a regular basis and there are listen there are orthodox miracles like healings and there are non-orthodox miracles weird ones you, you want to hear about the oh yesterday there were orthodox miracles like people got healed that's in the Bible there are some weird manifestations that people are they don't know what to feel about but when people worship for example there are churches when the the feathers begin to fill the, the building or the gold dust will break through break out of thin air and like people would get covered with some kind of a gold dust what is this what's the practical purpose of that I don't know it's a sign angelic activity is going on one time I uh, I felt like a few years ago here in Springfield I felt like share a word of encouragement with my Facebook followers and I, I just sh shot a little video and spoke of the gospel of the goodness of God in their life just trying to encourage people and then I come to to one place and the guy says I saw your video I said oh good he said did you notice what happened I said what happened he said when you started speaking there were feathers all over you I said no and he showed me that video and we started looking and sure enough as I speak and I like Jesus loves you things start flying all over me what was it? I don't know but God is confirming he's authenticated I've seen reversal of death here in Springfield a couple of years ago I was doing pastoral ministry and somebody called me after 8 p.m. and they said we have a relative that is dying and the doctor said she has maybe an hour to leave or two can somebody from pastoral staff come and be with the family and see this person off into eternity and I, I said yes I'll come so I came and I came and there was a family I prayed with the family then I came to the lady the lady was like a skeleton there was nothing left in her there was a mask on her face there was a very blurry eyes she was not cognizant she 
didn't understand what was going she was just constantly growing in pain and I prayed for her and I did this pastoral thing that I'm supposed to pray Lord Jesus give her peace da, 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 da. and I stood and I talked to the family and then I had this nudge to come back and I couldn't do anything I couldn't pray I could just say Lord Jesus sometimes you see me worshiping here and I just yell Lord Jesus Lord Jesus you say Dennis it's not behaving well I don't care what you think that's what I feel to do and I know things might happen when I yell at the top of my voice Lord Jesus so I, I came to this lady I grabbed her again and the family looked at me weird and I say Lord Jesus Lord and I went for like 15 minutes just Lord Jesus Lord yeah they thought I'm nuts I just I just I just fell in my spirit I need to just like call on the name of the Lord Lord you then something happened blur eyes clear she took this mask off she started talking she sat up that was the weirdest thing I've witnessed and like I spent some time there and they started talking to her and finally I left and I called her next day and said like how she did she die she said, no she's getting better and better now they released her from the hospital the whole family came to the church all of those relatives and this lady came to me I want to thank you that you healed my mom I said I didn't heal your mom yeah, that's more of an orthodox, uh, I, I don't know, about uh, nine months later she died, finally. She was old, she was old, all right. So I don't, I don't know why. Unorthodox, I'm sorry, I, I went on my, my stories, but it, when the, the first church when I got saved at, <clears throat> I heard about the girl who was sitting in her room and there was a broken TV that didn't work. The old TVs with the kind of, not flat ones, but the big bulky ones. So it was turned off. So the, the screen was black. And she saw on the screen Jesus crucified. And his face was so disfigured of the beating. You can't recognize a human being that it was horrible she said she saw how horrible the beating of Jesus was as he was dying on the cross next thing she knows a feeling appeared into her tooth silver feeling filled the cavity in her tooth she opens she begins to study there's a little tiny cross on the silver feeling when I heard that I said come on I mean, that's so tacky and cheesy. That must be made up. Wouldn't you think? I mean, oh, come on. It just sounds like a fairy tale. Well, that was my wife to be. Yeah. I looked in her mouth with a flashlight. I saw that thing. I saw the silver feeling with the little tiny cross. It's crazy. I still have a hard time believing it. It was there. Years later, she took a bite with the, on a pastry and like broke her tooth and it lost. It's probably my influence on her. I don't know. You would say, would God do a miracle like that? Uh, yeah. Well, it happened. It was tangible. It was observable. The whole church studied her mouth. Amen. Amen. Yes, Nancy. Amen. I, I hope they can hear you through the microphone because it's going to be on the website as a record. Nancy said Jesus shows his power by doing those things. Well, enough said. I want you all to expect this otherworldly chewing gum in your pocket. I want you all to expect 
the power of the kingdom that is already now but yet to come to break in on the regular basis I don't want to play Christians I want to leave Christians I don't want to read the book of the book of Acts oh nice story I want to hear about those stories now I believe it's possible I believe it's true so that's my call for you today I probably got off my script but who cares I conveyed the I conveyed the message I believe that I was to convey yeah Holy Spirit the final phrase this age is the age of the Holy Spirit you know what the age of the Holy Spirit is Jesus unlimited you know it's easier for us because Jesus redefined the kingdom for us he said yes it's coming to its full in its full consummation stage but it starts with you when you see the reversal of evil in people's life and when he rose again the the, uh, the book of Acts let's read this final passage and I'm done book of Acts chapter 1 verse 6 and 8 so when they come together, when they had come together, they asked him, Lord, listen, they still are not over their concept of the kingdom. They still think that's the kingdom of Israel. So finally he rose again. Their shattered hopes are restored. And they say the same thing again. They say, Lord, will you at this time restore the kingdom to Israel? And his answer is, it's not for you to know the times or seasons that the father has fixed it in his own by his own authority but you will receive power when the holy spirit has come upon you and you will be my witnesses in jerusalem in all judea in samaria in russia in georgia in china in america in clark county in springfield you will be my witnesses the holy spirit has come open your heart open your mouth be bold expect things to happen you have the power to be a witness i am done thank you thanks for listening we hope you enjoyed this message for more information about our church, visit vineyardnorthridge.org or find us on social media at Vineyard Northridge.